0: Guys,
1: welcome back to another episode of the Brandwidth podcast. Thank you, Sam. It's good to be here. Thank you, Dean. So, um, this week, I think I'm going to kick off with a with a topic. Okay. And um, I've I've sort of. I uh, jumped to this topic, I think, off the back of our last podcast yep. where, you know, you're talking about first principles and um, do you want to reiterate the, the the point that you made about the, the you know, what is the yeah, first the principle f- of advertising? That's right. So
0: the first principle of advertising, um, are, you know, um, is to get noticed, is to get someone's attention. If you don't do that, um, then it doesn't matter how nice and pretty the, the ad looks and the graphic design is and doesn't matter. You've yeah. got, to get, you got to get noticed. So
1: that's right. So I think, I think um, you know, we, we, spoke, we spoke, you know, last time broadly about that concept. And, and one thing I, I thought about afterwards was, was how that relates back to small business because, you know, that's predominantly where you and I work. Yep. Um, and, and it made me think about, the, you know, the cost of fear to your advertising. Yep. And I think in the context of, of this idea that, that the first principle of, of advertising is getting noticed, I think so many uh, particularly small businesses fail to launch any advertising or any meaningful advertising because of the fear that well they're not ready yet or they're not you know they're not good enough or yep. or that they can't they can't uh, execute that advertising to this perfect standard that they have in their head uh, and therefore they don't want to be seen to be putting out something that's maybe sub Par or, mm-hmm. or or not ready, and and then inevitably, I think what happens is you end up waiting for yeah, so long. She sits in. You're right, yeah, and and nothing ends up happening. Yep. So I wanted to sort of put this out there, and I wanted to put this out there. You know, something that that I've thought about. Um, any Australians listening would be aware of Aldi, and and their sort of um, infiltration into into our market as a business over over the last probably decade or so. Yep. I guess. Yeah.
0: I read that when something about Aldi not long and they were saying decade and I was like, whoa, but yeah, yeah. it was probably about 2006 maybe, maybe yeah. a bit earlier, but I think I became aware of them in about 2006. And
1: there's something I've noticed, I've noticed it with Audi, I've noticed it with a few other things as well, that there's a, um, when, when you're sitting around a dinner table or you're sitting around talking to people about something, that there's, there's something we like to do as humans. And, and I've heard this sort of phrase I hear it about Audi, which is, um, you know, wow! This cheese is amazing. Where did you get it from? Oh, actually, I, I got it from Audi, Audi, and it's this. This actually, this, this. Uh, I actually, Surprising. you know, actually, Audi's Surprising. not too bad. Or, or and, but beyond the fact that we're willing to buy something from some from a place that may be perceived as a lower quality, yeah. th- there tends to actually be some desire to be the bargain hunter, the the one who can find the diamond in the rough. Yeah.
0: Uh, With them though, I think the interesting thing was I, when they launched, I knew they were cheaper, but I never perceived them as lower quality in some ways. It was almost like, and and I was not aware of it at the time, but these were like weird European brands that we didn't didn't know. So, you know, there was a quality in there. It was just like, well, they've come from another place, you know, doesn't mean that they're low quality as opposed to. You know, private label brands um, in in the you know the the Australian supermarkets back then, you know, being being Coles and Woolly, were were clearly marketed. They're supposed to be it's the same product, or you know, but but cheaper. Yeah. And then there's a quality aspect that comes into that. You kind of go well. well
1: that's no. that's interesting. I mean, I, look, I remember. You now, funny talking about them being around for ten years. The one of the first stores opened right where I happened to be living at the time. And I went in there and I thought it was a horrible experience. Yeah, I've never yeah, been I got back. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, I walked around I thought, well, I can't do my full shopping here. And it's a waste of time. Yeah, and, okay. And, you know, and, there, and I certainly, and, and this probably represents the, the way I viewed the world. There were certain times where I looked at something and said, you can't make that for $2. That, yeah, okay. right so what is in there you know how can that possibly be of yeah. any kind of quality at all um but of course you know it's it's more than just audi i think you know and the, i notice it a lot particularly females but everybody's you know you, know, you say oh wow i love your shoes oh ten dollars got it from from and so there's this sort of bargain hunting yep. me- mentality and i think more to sort of bring it back to the point that yep. the the brand context is um the amount of times that i've heard oh you know oh we got a new website built oh we got it from you know that that low cost place. Actually, they're not too bad. It's this actually they're not too bad, um, part. And I thought relating it back to that last podcast uh, topic, yep. that it comes from the fact. Well, we've heard of them, and and we and we we purchase from places that we just know of. Yes. You know. So if the first principle is is to get, to get noticed, that that it doesn't matter if your product's not you know an inferior product when you launch. And I think to Audi, they probably were inferior yep. product when they launched. Today, I'm not so sure. You know, uh, certainly the feedback I've heard from other, um, you know, shopping, uh, you know, grocery retailers is they're actually leading the way from a point of view of, you know, store design and yep. and, and, a, and a number of, of things. And I think that there's a desire that people have given them a chance because, hey, they'd heard of them and they're everywhere. So
0: I think, I think what they did, um, what they did well is, I think they would have always had a strategy in the back of their mind, yeah. and um, they were probably always the same quality they are now, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm, but but they had a long term gain there, but they had a strategy in mind. So um, in, in turn to your point, um, I I agree with you with the with with the inertia stuff um, with business to a point, and I'm not quite ready. Uh, um, yeah. But I will say though that um, the other side to that is if if you if you're if you just start throwing money at stuff, then Absolutely. that's also not yeah. not a positive. And um, you, you actually have to have and you know have to have a, have a, a strategy first. Like you can spend the same amount of money on a website, you can spend the same amount of money on the sign out the front of your office. You know, spend the same amount of money on on any of these things, whether you do a good job or a bad job of them. There's a cost involved yeah. that's always going to be there. So um, that's why I will always talk to a business about making sure they have their you know brand strategy fundamentals right before they do anything. It's like insurance. Um, it, you know, it doesn't have to be you know you know it doesn't have to be a you know a large document and really in depth. You just have to have a few of the fundamentals right around. Right. You know. Uh, how you know wh- where you're positioned how you talk about yourself you know in a very very short succinct way like talking about we had a conversation um off air or whatever it's called in the podcast world <laughs> after our last podcast about you know display advertising and how um, a lot of it misses the boat because they try to say too many things in that small space and really it should just be about the name of the brand the the and their value proposition very yeah. short and sweet once you get Kind of clear on those fundamentals, then go for then it. Go. But if you don't, you
1: you. And I, I agree, and I think that's a really good point. And certainly, Audi did have that. You know, they had a proposition which was, you know, grocery shopping cheaper, yeah. cutting out all the and, nonsense. And
0: we didn't get it yet. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure that that was their strategy all along. I'm sure they've done it in other markets as well. We didn't yeah. get it yet. Yeah. But they had a strategy, and they've stuck to it. And over time, from those, you know, those original. Um, weird sounding brands uh, on the shelves have become, you know, people, you know, love them. Yeah. Um, and and they've obviously done it with wine. Like uh, I, it's it's there's, there's been heaps of articles written about the awards that Aldi wines have been getting. And and I um I do enjoy a, a, a wine. I did a little bit of a, a project um uh, just on my own Instagram earlier in the year about. You know, going through all the Aldi wines and, and trying them and tasting them, and um, I pop a bit of tasting note, and and they're they're fantastic. And to the point that, and I don't know what this is, but if you if you if I walked past like land, and saw a $10 bottle in a discount bin, or not a discount bin, that's probably the yeah. average <laughs> price of a bottle at Liquorland, but a $10 bottle in Liquorland as opposed to a $10 bottle in Aldi, yeah. um, I would perceive the $10 that's bottle in Aldi as being much higher quality. I wouldn't have a problem in the world in buying it, whereas the $10 bottle at a at a general mine retailer, I would... So there's something there. There's yeah. something there, but the quality is good. But then I don't know, like I was, I've, I was quite... Um, I, I was thinking about this quite a lot like am I is it the Aldi brand that's changing that perception yeah and I wonder, I wonder I how much is reality if I bought <laughs> from from yeah. you know from Aldi would have that would that change yeah. its, and ha- have they
1: just it? set you you know psychologically have they just set you up to believe that this wine well, could, the wine, could the, taste the, better yeah that's right the uh, wine's definitely really
0: good I'm, I should do that actually I'm, I should have a bit of a blind, blind taste, blind blind taste. taste. a Audi. few different things to kind of, <laughs> kind of see because there is a bit of that going on as well just um, oh with, with wine, I didn't realise until recently there is a heap of um, uh, those house brands. I guess in Dan yeah. Murphy owned by. Yeah, so There's something like
1: seventy percent of wine. Never realised. I might be making that up. It could, but it's definitely like yeah. 60, 70 ne- percent.
0: Never realised that at all. So yeah. that that there, you know, people have cottoned on. So it's um, no different. No different. Whereas mm. different to the supermarkets. Yeah. Which are branded, um, branded home. Um, what, what do we call them? Branded home brands. Yeah. Like the Colselect, Select, not home brands. Got the wrong word. Um, the no label bar- brands. Yeah. Or you... I've got to have a mental blank. Don't you hate that when you're yeah. in the middle of a podcast <laughs> having a, a mental blank? Private label brands. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yes. Got you. The you know they're 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 branded, um, but then comes with that, you know, that the perception of, you know, they're, they're okay quality, but perhaps they're not as good as, yeah. as brands.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting one. So I think, you know, one, you know, I think the important takeaway from, from all that is we need a brand strategy. Yep. But but don't, once you've got that in place, don't be afraid to act. Yeah, uh, that's and, right. And I think, you know, we see it a lot. Content marketing, I think, is, is an example, you know, certainly, I don't know if anyone's read... Content Inc. by Joe Paluzzi. Um, you know, it's one of my most gifted books at the moment, and, and certainly when it comes to content marketing for brands, you know, the model that's outlined in there tends to be the model that I encourage people to, to do. And certainly, anyone who hasn't read that book should go out and do it. I haven't read it. Um, so. But we end up, you know, we we through our agency work a, a lot with brands who are sort of taking their first baby steps into content marketing, and um, inevitably, Can you explain what content marketing.
0: Yeah, Cash. So, so, so I mean, really, it is because it's, it's one of those terms for me um, that I, I think it means different things to different people, and yeah. um, and you know, it's also controversial as well. I'll say from the from a from a marketing side of things and a branding side yeah. of things as well. How so?
1: Look, it I think it, certainly the the. Um, you know the content inc model. If you wanted to look at it that way, is yep. is that you you start with content, and, and this you know obviously existing brands might <laughs> find that hard to, to do because they already exist. But but the idea is that you start with content and you start with your audience and, yeah. and their needs and desires, and They're you build by content. Um, so you start by by really you know it might be blogs, yep. articles, it might be video. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really matter the vehicle, but really it's it's brands acting like media companies, right? In yep. and, and the way that that uh, a magazine might operate, yep. Yep. you're operating that with the brand and and using the same thing. You know, magazines, well, it's all about audience numbers, right? Get build that audience, build that audience, and then you can monetize it. Yep. Uh, and it's a similar sort of approach for brands. Are saying okay, well you have an audience. You know, don't worry so much about what you're going to sell them. Worry about what your audience, you know, um, what their challenges are, and yep, deliver great value through the creation of content. And yep. that could be training programs that you're providing for free or for for a fee or whatever it is. It could be, you know, a, an amazing YouTube channel. Yep. It, it could well, be value a is an interesting
0: one because on 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 that we was having a conversation with um, one of the designers who I I work with about about social media and. Um, I think we're talking about probably talking about our, our Instagram feed in particular. But um, he said he when he has a coffee in the morning and he follows a lot of you know designers and branding agencies and creatives and artists, and the value he gets that out of it, the value he's looking for is is enjoyment. Yeah. So it's it's um, you know something that looks cool and interesting, you know, interesting idea. He wants to be uh, entertains the the word, but but not maybe entertain like, you know, entertain kids or entertain me, please. It's But it's just a little bit of enjoyment. And so I I think when you can start to think about value like that from a content point of view, it changes your mind a little bit because you might not, you know, I've seen blogs written before and I've done the same, I have a blog myself and I've worked with businesses that, you know, blogging about their business and their industry and the things that can sometimes get a bit heavy. Like it's like just, Give me something that's a little bit of a-
1: and that, and that's the the idea. The idea is that you can connect with an audience, and then once you have an audience who's loyal, who who's is really dedicated to you, then then really well, there's all sorts of ways you can monetize them, and and sometimes it can just happen as simply as the fact that they've felt so much value over such, or, you know, so much gratitude for for what they've received from you for free for so for for yep. a, Portion of time that they're going to always choose to purchase from you as opposed to one of your competitors. Uh, other times, it, it's it's about actually building something more sophisticated in there, where you're taking them on a journey and becoming really integrated into their life. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but certainly, you know, so that's that's the principles. That's the we principle, could go a yeah. uh, you know a lot deeper on that, and, and I probably haven't done it justice or, or no. Joe Palutti justice on that one. But but um, you know, what I see often is. Um, you know, when when any kind of brands are taking their first tentative steps into this, is this this idea that it's got to be sort of a Pulitzer perfect. Prize yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. you know? And and certainly it's it's like that for, for other parts too. But it's really prevalent in content. Um, and and you know, we've had we've had campaigns that have really stalled for for months because you know they they're never happy with it yeah. and, and and I get it and having gone through it myself you know, it was really interesting we probably started selling these services for other brands before we really sort of jumped into it for wholeheartedly yourself. for ourselves and I thought it was really interesting because I was often very critical of hey it doesn't need to be perfect you know to like clients. <laughs> get it out just get it out there over time you'll get better at it you know your audience's expectations probably aren't as high as your own yeah. um, you know and, and you're an expert you're coming you're an expert on your business they're yeah. not yep. um, you know it, it, it doesn't need you're not writing for other experts. You're writing for your audience, and, yeah. and just just sort of getting it out there can be enough. And I totally believe that. But it was really interesting when when I went and did it for did ourselves. It had the exact same journey. It yep. was such an emotional. I'm putting something out about yep. our brand, and people are going to judge us on this. Yeah. And and
0: so real skill. I I did a, um, a webinar. I can't remember the name of the guy. Sorry. <laughs> um, maybe I put it in the podcast notes. Um. On um on you know writing blog writing pretty much content yep. writing. Because um, I'm always interested in, in you know, um, seeing what other people are doing and how they're approaching on it, if I can, I can learn from that. And um, he had a rule about spending no longer than an hour on a blog post, yeah. and you know, four or five hundred words. And he actually had a, a, a really neat little, you know, f- formula which was basically just three paragraphs. But it's, gee, it's hard. Yeah. Like I was, I got off. I was like, yeah, this is what we're going to do, and I'm not going to spend. I would literally, I would time it. And and um, and then I'd get caught up in yeah. you know how much longer I had left. But you can get better with it over time. But I do think that is kind of the approach. Yeah, it's good. Well, there's a technique, like,
1: and it may be related to tell me if this is. But but I've heard as well of sort of like free writing, where you're not allowed to go back and make any changes. Don't, and you're not allowed to reread what yeah, what you do. No, so well, you literally- it was
0: just more like breaking it
1: down. Yeah, okay. Well, I've heard this, and it's I've actually used it a few times, and it's probably some of the best articles. So you you literally just write. And, and, and just keep writing. You're not allowed to reread. You just write, 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 write. If you don't know the stat or you need to look something up to, you know, you just sort of make it up yeah. and, and know that you'll come back to it eventually in okay. the editing process and you just get it on paper. Yeah. And then you go through a series of editing and you clean things up and, yeah. and, and you reread it. But it's interesting since I came across that, I noticed with my own writing, how much time, and I'd, I'd probably say it's probably Three quarters of the time I spend writing is actually rereading the previous paragraph yeah, or yeah. a previous no, paragraph, a reworking it. That, okay. um,
0: yeah, so that's that's a because because it, it is beneficial. What I but um, it, it it I think it's really beneficial for, for two ways. So obviously from a content point of view, um, it, it can be really beneficial. Um, I've talked about to our clients about then from a search point of view as well. like, yeah. you know, getting content on your site with you know keywords and all those things. It also um, you know can position you as an, an expert which yeah. is great um depending on you know the business that you're in but i also find from a personal level um and i haven't i just do a heap of writing until i had a had a child and then we decided to do a podcast because that's <laughs> much work um but I, it helped me formulate my ideas more
1: that's yeah that's the big and, one and that, like, that,
0: you know so that's that's not really a uh yeah. it's not really a marketing um uh win out of that, it's just more of a development yeah. well, win. And, that, and that's, um,
1: they actually mentioned that in, in the book, um, Content Inc, yeah. that, that's one of the main points is as well, look, compared to comparable um, you know initiatives marketing activities that you could do content marketing has all these great advantages from a marketing point of view and you'll get smarter and better at what you do as a result yeah. I guess it does lend itself certainly to service based businesses probably yeah. more so than product although it certainly can be great for product based yeah. businesses but but that idea is that actually by the time you've published you know blogs for six months your service will improve you know you'll come yeah. up with new concepts and, and, it's, and it is probably, yeah, yeah, it's you know, probably okay. fear working for you in that case yeah. is if you're going to publish something to the world, you probably do check your facts a little bit harder and, yes. and something that you might just be good at.
0: Yeah, but, but there is that. So, you know, I guess coming back to the, your, your point and yeah. your, your title about the, the fear, um, there is, um, and I've uh, there, you've got to push past that. That's road. right. This has got to be, like you said, a Pulitzer Prize winning you know, it's it's just got to be your, your thoughts yeah. and it's got to be-
1: And know, I think that learning is, is that part of that, yeah. right? And is, it's a blog. It, like yeah.
0: It's then it's gone. It's not, yeah. not like, you know, war and peace and you're going to read this, you know, three it's, or four times again right. or, or potentially it's going to change the world. It's, and the, the other thing um, I found, having
1: gone through this process and, con- you know, speaking about content again, is, uh, you know how you get over that fear is after you've published a few things and you start getting good feedback- and, you know, I know one, I, I was started doing webinars and I yes. did a, an SEO early, 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 just doing, um, you know, sort of introduction to SEO webinars and uh, the content was good. It was strong, but I, I you know, I felt afterwards I thought, Oh wow, I could really do a much better job at that, you know, and, and yeah. when, but I started getting this feedback from people about how insightful it was, how helpful it was, how it really helped them to, to get over a hurdle that they'd had yeah. and, and change their business. And that starts coming back and you realise, hey, you know you know, like it, it
0: doesn't need to be perfect to well, make a real impact. It's, it's the curse of knowledge because yeah. you have that knowledge. So and you can't unlearn it. So That's right. for you, yeah, it's like um um you know, for you it might be great, but it could be better. Um, yet for someone that doesn't know any of that, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Um, even I've had a few things recently, just in workshops we've run with, with businesses. You, you, you can forget how important you can be to. To people, you know, without right. new, with a kernel of knowledge that you yeah. seems to seems to you now, you know that it's you know it's nothing new. It's been around for ages. It's obvious, but to yeah. some people it, it it's might not. not be. And that is the key, I love and, that. and that's, that's where right,
1: you're actually. adding the most value to your audience. Like yeah. I truly believe it. It's it's not that really you know um, technical, you know yep. in depth, crazy sort of um, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's actually the obvious stuff. It's, it's the stuff that seems obvious. To, to you, and if you can just share that, and that's what I've realized through that. And that's, you know, I don't want this to be misheard as put out something that's less than perfect, but you know, it, it's not about. Uh, lower quality. It's about that actually, the standards of your audience are not your own standards, yeah. and and that where they will, pr- where you can add the most value to them and make the most impact on their lives are in those really simple, obvious yeah. things, and they, you know, and they should be easy for you.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: You know, if, if you're writing content or, or whatever it is, and then I think it goes beyond that as well to you know bringing it back to that. First principle of advertising: yep. of don't wait
0: until it's all perfect. As long as you've got that brand strategy well, look, in place, just the did, get at one idea out there. You know, Seth Godin, such a famous example. Oh, yeah. Um, the, it's normally like a half of them feel like they're just shower thoughts. Yeah, and, I know. And, um, Although I he,
1: he's—I don't think anyone is quite as good at articulating shower no, thoughts, not, thoughts. No, he's not. No, but I mean, <laughs> literally it's a small thing. Yeah. I don't
0: mean that disrespectfully. I mean <laughs> it's you know, it's this 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 kernel of an idea. They're not. They're, That's some right. Some of them are just a paragraph for a few sentences. Mm. Personally, for me, sometimes there's. I, I think he's. I haven't read him as much these days because. It's push more to that. There's just lots of little bits of yeah. pieces and I, I can less find like a am probably missing yeah. some some beautiful
1: Well, stuff I'll tell you, you what, between. his podcast, Akimbo, yep. is just about the most inspiring thing that I listen to on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, okay. It's, it's game changing. But but you know, it's interesting that you mentioned Seth Godin because I think I was following his blog in 2003, yep. maybe. So that's 15 years ago. And his practice then... And I believe he still keeps this practice, I'm not quite sure, was to write a short blog every single day, no yeah. matter what. And so talking about shower thoughts, they probably were literally shower, yeah, shower thoughts. Thought. Um, you know, but but isn't it interesting because you know, and again, I listen to that podcast now, and, and yeah, you know, I don't think you know a regular human is going to achieve that level of insight. You know, like he sets the bar so high. That, that, that does come. But from that's come from practice. years yeah. and years. I mean, it was at least 15 years of daily blogging. Yeah. You know, and you know a few best-selling novels along the way. Yeah. But but I think that's sort of the point. You know, I don't think at any time was he thinking, oh, what if what if people think I'm stupid. Or yep. what if some other my other peers criticise me for these thoughts that I'm putting out in the world? He yep. just put them out, yep. and you know what? Fifteen years later, his thoughts are going to be much better. Yep. As, yeah, As, yeah, as yeah, a yeah, result right, of that. That's right. That's right. So um, yeah, I think I think that's probably the the point for me yep. is is you know how how much is you know what is that cost of fear to your marketing and and what is you know what is the level that you really do need you know what is the minimum viable product that you need to Put out there, yep. um, and, and probably focus on that more than trying to make it all and, perfect from day one. F-
0: maybe find a way, f- find a way that works for you. Like I remember when I mm. started my blog, um, um, that I haven't done for a couple of years now, <laughs> but I was, you know, doing it lots at one point. Rather than I knew for me I would get hung up on the images that are on there because I'm a visual person and 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 coming from a graphic design background I would want to have the perfect image to represent my 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 idea yet you know that was probably going to take a long time other than finding a quick piece of awful stock image which is what you know free stock image (laughs) (laughs) what a lot of you know people do so I decided to um, to (laughs) do a little illustration like write my my heading and. Um and and that became kind that, of that was by, actually really that. my approach. And that was purely done yeah. from a point of view of um, it was from a functional point That's of view of not having I know, I always a hero cause, image. Because I, I read that blog for a long time before. I mean, That's we were right, connected right. through <laughs> other, other, yeah, other we
1: areas, right? But but I, I read that blog for a long time and I always really enjoyed your articles. And actually, that particular – so it was, it was sort of on a notepad, wasn't it? just a notepad. And a notepad. With some notepad. handwriting. And I
0: would take a photo of it with the scanning app I have on my yeah. phone and, and turn it into black and white and and that was it yeah. and that was the image. I, I actually <laughs> felt as a, as a reader yeah. that
1: that was a really integral part to the – to the sort of um, I don't know to the to the blog itself yeah, yeah, and them.
0: yeah we had talked with some of the designers I work with we were talking about it afterwards about you know how different that was and yeah. it purely came from a, a, a bit of necessity for me like I was, yeah. I'm you know I, 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 this needs to be as quick as possible because I'm not going to do it yeah. otherwise so with that in mind like in, coming back to that that fear, you know cost of fear. If you're in you know in business and you know and you're wanting to do you know more content marketing, blogs, whatever, yeah, work out what works That's for right. you and yeah. try it. So obviously push your, push yourself. The idea of you know doing a blog a day sounds awesome, but it's it's, yeah. it's very, very hard. The idea of spending an hour on a blog is awesome, but it's very, very hard. Yeah. But what is it? You know, could you could could you do you know, one small yeah. post a, a week. Like really, if you think about it, you know, and or could it be a video or a yeah. podcast? And like that, that's the point now? that they
1: make this point very, very directly in in Content Inc. and, and listening to Joe polizia a lot. Uh, he'll make this this point over and over again: is pick one and go hard on that. Yeah. So if you are, a, you know, Seth Godin's a writer, so of course a blog a day is going to be going to be really easy for him. If you're great in front of a camera then then make it a you know a video blog or a journal. If you prefer the podcast and great, make it audio. Like do what you but do and and just follow that. And and again with the fear, you know, I think all of us, particularly if you're starting out and you're putting together a marketing campaign or an advertising campaign of some sort, you know, we're looking at, okay, who's the leader? You know, we all look at our competitors. You know, and you say, well, "What are they doing? Oh, they've got the blog, and they've got the videos, and they've got this and that, and you know, they've got all these pieces, and they all work together to to form this, you know, this identity, ecosystem. or uh, yeah, this ecosystem, exactly. But but um, that you know, you have to start somewhere as well. And yeah. if you start, if you if you aim, if that's the level that you want to hit from day one, well, you're never going to be able to hit it. Yeah.
0: So yeah. so
1: yeah. It, you know, and, and again, that's where that fear will come in. So if you if you start somewhere, do something that is, is going to be easy for you, that's going to really work well and just get, you know, put yeah, it out there. And, and you know, like uh, a video can very easily be turned into a podcast and can very easily be turned into a blog yeah. and can be, you know, be repurposing your own know, an infographic and, once you've and all those kind of and,
0: things. And, I, I, and once you've got that kind of set up, um, then it's, they're not too much to, to do. Like yeah, I reckon mm-hmm. you spend less time on a, on a video than you would on a blog article. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as you can... You know, get your idea out, and you're okay with you know talking right, your yeah. camera, and you're not too precious yeah. about it. Um, so,
1: but it can be done the other way as well, yeah, right? Yeah, like you can, you can, if you're, if you're, if writing's your game, yeah, um, well, and I you have, write a beautiful blog post. Well, that can potentially be turned into a script that you can, you know, that yeah, talk to, yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. as well. So, so you know, it's, it's about focusing on what you do well.
0: The client told me years ago, um, would we'll be about almost ten years ago that he used to. Um, When a customer sent him a question about their service or product, he would, if it was a good question, uh, instead of um, you know send them back an answer, he'd write a blog post about it and then send them the link and go, "That was a really good question. I answered it here. Check it out." And they were, you know, sometimes a couple of sentences, but he was building a knowledge bank and you know of of info about what they do, um, and then um, was you know, and then next time someone asked that question. They'd go, got it oh I've I've answered this before and I did find when I was when I was you know creating the content about branding and 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 the you know the wealth, the, the value of brand strategy and, and all, all that type of stuff, um, you know, when when we'd have um, you know potential customers that I was starting to have you know conversation with and you know maybe down a proposal or trying to can you know convince them to understand what they needed, you know, it was really good to go, actually I wrote about this, you know, have a read of That's right. you know, a read of this. So um, it's you can you can repurpose it in different ways yeah. rather than having to say the same thing over and over again and the fact that you've actually taken the time to write about it not just put it in an email um, gives it a little bit more it does it gives it a bit, some you know, weight for yeah. so service businesses obviously yeah. this is more more important and,
1: and it's a wonderful way to you know um, you know the the, big, the other big mistake that i see with people making content and everyone does it is the first thing they want to write is you know I guess if, if to put it in context with our business you know the first thing we want to write is how to choose a marketing agency yeah. you know and nobody cares nobody wants that yeah. and so you know that is a beautiful technique to be able to say you know to be able to write things that's going to be of value to your customer yep. uh and you know and that's ultimately what it's about it's about an audience. when you
0: say that though, it's interesting i, I, I know um there's a, another brand agency that wrote um, an article on how to choose an agency, and it was one of their most popular.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, art- but I think it was probably really- other agencies reading it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, well, from
0: a. I-, I don't know. Maybe they had. They were able to look and see what people are searching yeah. for. I'm sure they'd. Um, if you can write a good one, um, and people are searching for, it can be done. It's got to be.
1: It's got to be pretty good, I think. And uh, yeah, I think the yeah, risk yeah. the risk that you have is that it becomes, you know, very self-centric, I guess, or, um, you know, and, and it's, you know, yeah, if you can do it well enough, maybe yeah. it's going to help a small portion of your audience, but yeah. it's still not very broad. And I think if you focus actually on your audience's challenge, you know, and the, and the point I make is, is, you know, our audience spend, you know, less than one percent of their time thinking about how to choose an SEO agency. Uh, they spend yeah. an awful lot of time trying to work out, you know, how to keep in front of their their competitors, how to generate more leads, how to. You're probably
0: right. You're, you're probably right, actually. Kay, yeah. Because, um, um, they are the things that are more pertinent. Yeah.
1: If you're, if you're you know, if you actually help them with their life, it doesn't. You don't need to have a service for everything you write about. You know, if, yeah, if, yeah, if you're writing about something yeah. that your audience is interested in, yeah. then you'll be capturing their attention. Well, it's that, that value, isn't
0: it? That, what is that? You know. Where is the value lie, it can lie in so, different, so many different things? From, yeah. You know, valuable information you can use in business or just something a little bit inspiring as well. That's right. Not inspiring like those stupid posters <laughs> with um, inspirational statements, but um, <laughs> inspiring in a sense of, you know, in, 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 in business or, or something around that.
1: So. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. So, look, I, I'm not sure that we need a summary for that. I think we sort of summarised uh, fairly well. Yeah, just,
0: well. just you... get going. Start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or write a blog or you know, get that Instagram um, you know, yeah. account account going and, and just do stuff isn't yeah. it and you know?
1: be comfortable with fear i think you know yeah. and and uh, you might be surprised with just the response that you get by putting yourself out there and
0: i hope so i hope people it. are listening to this sam yeah. i hope uh i hope i'm getting over my fear of no one caring about what we have to, have to slowly wh- one podcast at a time yeah please please um what a nice nice segue please send us any comments <laughs> in the uh on the website anything uh, you've liked or not liked or um, anything you want to talk about, anything we were wrong about that you want to correct us about, or yep. um, any, anything like that, any topics, we'll, um, we'll, we'll try and get to them as well. And if you uh, in, enjoyed this, then please give us a rating or a share to your friends. That that, that, that really helps us out. And um, on that note, we'll say goodbye to Let's another goodbye. episode of uh, Brand Width, and um, we'll um, see you again soon. See you next time. See you, Sam. Thanks, time.